Welcome to the Vic Podcast. Uh, I have a guest with me here. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. My name is Sebastian Tyler King. Generally on media of any sorts, I just go by Sebastian Tyler. And uh, what did you do at Vic? Uh, well, generally I was just a student, but for the main part I was more focusing on powerlifting and coaching and well, just working out in general. Uh, did, what did you come to Vic originally for when you started? Was it, like, what type of art? Was it, you know, acting, singing? What was it? Actually, I believe it was um, computer arts, right? I really enjoyed the filmmaking aspect and animation, Photoshop, photography, those kind of things. But then slowly over time it merged into basically the opposite, right? I mean, an art school, and I find an interest in fitness, yeah, it was odd, but so it went. It's Vic is a very odd place to find fitness, in my opinion, because it's such a like it's such a I don't want to say an anti sports school, but when you go there, it's not ever really for you know anything else except for the art, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I I definitely noticed that uh, the last two years of school, how it was uh, a lot more arts orientated than fitness and just generally sports orientated because every time you'd be like asking for information you'd be like who do i go to yeah we don't have anyone here for that information fair enough right i mean <laughs> so yeah i mean they have like they have really incredible teachers and the fitness center oh, of course yeah. you know is a great place but it doesn't yeah. have the same it's not the same as most other schools where when you go there you have like a lot more resources at your disposal right exactly but I kind of think I slightly preferred being at a uh, quieter sports school because I, I didn't have to worry about holding a certain standard. I could just kind of do my own thing and not have to focus on other people. Because like, I've been to a couple of other, st- uh, other schools that are sports-orientated, and you get kind of, not necessarily pressure, but you get a little bit more, um, come on. Like you get, you get more people and more activities and all that kind of stuff, and having less of that kind of helped me, I would say. Which you wouldn't think it would, but it kind of did, because it was just, like I said, it was quiet, and that was my thing. Yeah, yeah, it's almost, like, if you, like, when I went to Vic, or when I started out at Vic, um, I was really into the arts, but I slowly realized this is a really competitive environment for the arts, Mm -hmm. and I used to think I was, you know, the coolest kid on the block, oh, I'm doing all this awesome art, you know? And, uh, what eventually happened was, uh, I realized, man, I'm not as good at art as I thought, and the reason I think I started liking sports is because, um, you don't have to be the best at sports, but you just have to be there, and you just have a bunch of other people, and it's a lot more, I don't know, it's a lot more of a community thing, you know? It's not as competitive. One thing I find, too, is a lot of times when it comes to sports, when I was in Vic, is people who are there for it actually are there to enjoy it, right? Because it's not a sports-orientated school, so the people who sign up or the people who um, participate in it are genuinely interested. So you get a lot more fun um, experiences, right? Gym class was one of my favorite classes because everybody's there to actually do the class, right? Or at least most people, because of course some people are there for the credits, but generally most people are there to actually participate, so you don't get any people being very um, negative about the class. You don't really get tons of lazy people in the class. You're generally in there having fun and never really just sitting. Yeah, it's a lot more for, you're not, a lot of people are there for the credit some of the 
with like other stuff like art and dance and acting, a lot of them are there for a career, right? Like a lot of them see themselves as, oh, I'm going to be, you know, I'll be the future Spielberg someday. And um, when it comes to something like sports, it's more of I'm here to get fit and make myself uh, the best person I can be, you know? Yeah. It's a very different thing, I think, when it comes to art and sports. Oh, for sure. I mean, one is not necessarily more intellectual, but it's more about creativity, whereas one's about the actual physical action, you know, doing it, not thinking about it that much, depending on what it is, of course. But art is a lot more creative, I will say. Yeah, I think it takes to do something like physical activity, like uh, gym in general. It, I think there's a lot there's a there's less creativity, but I think all around. Uh, it's one of those things where sometimes you find workouts uh, in, how, how do I say this? Doing workouts in creative ways can sometimes really benefit you, I find. For sure. Like, But I, I will say one thing, it's it's very mentally challenging when you really have to think about your training, right? The, 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 the thought process beforehand is a tough one, right? And I think that's also where you see a lot of people either drop out where you see a lot of people join in and get just obsessed about it, right? Because there's some people who think it's too stressful, it's too much, I don't want to deal with it. But there's some people who genuinely have an interest in it and will work hard for it, right? And that's that's why I also enjoyed the fitness, just even starting up in the first place, right? Not even necessarily starting as a powerlifter, but just starting as somebody who went to the gym, right? You quickly see who's actually interested in it in the people who aren't. Yeah, speak, uh, so, you're, you're, you're a power lifter, right? Yeah, um, mainly. Yeah, yeah, do you want to explain what that is? So, powerlifting is the strength sport that is probably at the hiatus of the fitness industry currently. Um, it's only measuring the absolute strength of the three, the three core lifts, which is the squat, the bench press, and the deadlift, right? There's no, I mean, it's an athletic sport, don't get me wrong, but it's simply about who's the strongest, right? Simple as that. Mm, yeah, I. It's yeah. from what I've heard about the sport, it's one of those sports where you really have to be dedicated to it. It's not something you can just, you know, you know, go on and do it and then go off for a couple of weeks or months and then go back on. You have to continually do it. This is just from what I've heard. I might be completely wrong about this, though. No, you're right. I mean, generally, for the most part, you're extremely committed to it for... I would say depending on how long your training cycle is because you'll get a lot of people who are like, I'm going to train on a whole cycle for an entire year, right? I've even approached the idea. However, it's very hard to track, I must say. But generally for four to 16 weeks, you're getting people who are absolutely obsessed. It's the only thing they're thinking about is what's my training like tomorrow? How much am I lifting tomorrow? What am I going to be lifting on the platform? Right, you're getting people who are just completely in love with the sport, so it, it, it's it's fun for that for that matter. Most people don't ever go down into the uh, fitness center, but in case you ever did, the occasional time you'd probably see you had a beard back then, right? Yeah, of course I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would see this guy, all right, just doing these weights, just up and down all the time, and then you would hear a drop of the weights whenever uh, he would do enough. And it scared the crap out of me. And I have so... I, I remember you doing that all the time. And I was always thinking, damn, I wish I could do that. And I like I learned how to with rec leadership and stuff at Vic. 
but it's one of those things where you don't think it's as accessible and then you find out it is, right? Yeah. How did you how did you start off with getting into powerlifting? Was it something you just saw at Vic and decided to do it or was it more of oh, I've seen I saw this on TV. Why don't I try it now, you know? Actually, I believe the first time I was exposed to it was at a public gym. I think I was just training with my dad cuz back then me and my dad would just go to the local gym work out three times a week whatever right then it was a lot more just for the novelty and the excitement and also the general health right but then i saw strongman now strongman competitions powerlifting competitions are two, two different things just to preface that but i saw him doing deadlifts and he recommended powerlifting and so i immediately went to the internet searched up everything about it learned what it was and it just seemed like an interesting thing to try um then of course we're three years down the road and here I am. So, what are some? What were some of your? To shift the subject a little, what were some of your exercises that you did to prepare for powerlifting, and are they some that people can just do at home for exercise? Yes and no. Dep- of course, it depends if you have the equipment, because the the thing that is a little bit annoying about powerlifting is you do have to have some sort of equipment, right? It's not just something you can attempt from home right you can get stronger by just doing bodyweight exercises but it's not going to make you a great powerlifter just by doing a couple push-ups doing some air squats it'll it'll help you understand the process a little bit but it's not going to prepare you at all and and it sucks to say that but that's just the truth right my preparation for powerlifting wasn't any preparation right the i guess the, the starting point was literally just jumping in doing the three exercises right um most powerlifters will say, or at least most powerlifters, I will hope will say to any of the lifts, right? If somebody asks me, how do I get stronger at doing squats? Do squats, right? It, it was kind of more like that, you know, how do I get into powerlifting? Just do powerlifting, right? Not anything extra, not anything to prepare me for it. Just get in and do it, right? Because the, the one thing about powerlifting too is, of course, it's quite objective because it's literally just who's the strongest, right? That doesn't mean if you're not the strongest, you can't do it, right? You could squat only 100 pounds. You could squat 50 pounds. You could squat just the bar. Who cares? The, the, the point that matters is that you're doing it, right? Um, there were times when I was squatting mid-300s, and I'd tear my hip or something, and then I was squatting just the bar, right? Or, it, right, it doesn't matter. It's just that you're doing it. So, uh, that's interesting, because I always thought you would... Like, you told me about how you just, you know, go into it and start it off, but I always thought there was a little more preparation to it. And I... Well, workout to workout, of course, there is. I mean, of course, there's a warm-up process. There's always um, the stretching. There's always the warm-up. There's always the activation, everything like that. But in general terms of strength sport or training as a powerlifter, the idea is just to go ahead and get into it instead of worry about the proper way of getting into it and the preparation and all that kind of stuff. That's more what I meant. But generally, workout to workout, there's a, probably a 15-minute to 20-minute period of, of just warming up. So, What does the warm-up entail most of the time? Like, I'm imagining mostly cardio, but it sounds like you're... Like, obviously, you're working your arms, right? So you want to get arm circles and stuff. But it seems like there's more to a warm-up if it's 20 minutes. Well, you're going to get a lot of different people saying a lot of different things, right? Everybody has their own style of warming up. Mine was 
literally warming up, literally getting physically warm just to make sure nothing tears because cold muscles gonna you, you get the gist um activating certain muscles for the workout so example if i was doing squats that day i'm making sure that my hip my hips are going to be able to move through this move through those movements without any uh, hiccups or sticking points or pain in any regions and then it'll just be kind of getting into the actual squat but quite slowly starting off with the bar and doing two or three sets with just the bar. It wasn't extremely con- comprehensive as a warm-up, but it was enough to where I'm not going to tear anything. Because in the past, I made that mistake of either not warming up or warming up dumb, and the next thing you know, I tear my hamstring, or I tear my shoulder, or I tear my quad, right? You get the gist. It's not It's not over, it's not too much, but it's, it's enough to where I'm not going to tear anything. So for people at home where... It's quarantine, right? Everyone, Everyone's stuck at home. They're not doing anything. And people want to try and at least get a little bit more fit. Um, what are uh, what are some good exercises for beginners that you would recommend that people could just do maybe every day or every two days that help them just get a bit uh, more healthy? Well, the basic ones are always going to be great. They're always going to be recommended by everyone, right? Push-ups, air squats, burpees, things like like. It does, it does, I don't think it necessarily matters exactly what exercise you're doing as long as you're doing it right, right? Proper form, proper rep ranges, proper set ranges, right? If it's planned out properly, it should theoretically work. And there's always an easy way you can tell that it's working because if, example, this week I do 10 push-ups, if next week I can do 20 push-ups, that's a really clear sign that it worked, right? The, uh, the object is to progress, right? So you have to look at your exercises and think about what progression is in those exercises, right? If it's cardio, how many more minutes can I add next week or next month? Or, right? It's looking at things a little bit more objectively and quite, um, I guess you could say numerically, right? For me in powerlifting, obviously I can't exactly do it now, but in powerlifting it was, okay, this week I'm squatting 315 next week I'm squatting 320 and the following week I'm squatting 325 right it's looking at your progression um, versus oh my god what should I do right I think you should be more worrying about what's what is it going to be like next week right if I can do 10 push-ups this week I I want to try 15 push-ups next week right the the object is to progress yeah yeah and I I get that but I feel like a lot of the people especially at Vic aren't really prepared to, uh, to For really, sure. yeah, yeah, to continue, like, I'm sure maybe they, a lot of them could do it, but I don't think enough of them are at that point where they can do, oh, I can do 10 push-ups and then I'll move it up to 13 and then 18. I think a lot of them are at the point where they can maybe do five. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to sound mean <laughs> or anything, but not all of them are, uh, physically capable of doing that stuff. Do you have any, like, good, like, just, it doesn't need to be like, oh yeah, five push-ups or numbers, but just say, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, these are easy stuff that you can do at home without equipment, maybe, like, you know, squats, yeah. push-ups, right? Well, what I would do is more break down the exercise itself, right? So, example, I'm just sticking with the most basic that everyone knows, which is the push-up, right? If you can't even do a, um, can't remember what the, the, the push-up on the knees. I've never done them, so I don't know what they're called, but you get the gist, right? If you can't even do those, simply start by just kind of leaning up against the wall, right? You're making it easier so that you can do it, so that eventually you can get better at the harder versions, right? Um, it's breaking down the exercise and making it easier, right? If you can't do tons of air squats, simply start with just 
maybe sitting on a chair and standing up a couple times, right? Some some people in the powerlifting world have done, have to done or have had to do that as well, right? When you tear a muscle, you have to start way back at, at the first quarter, right? You just have to get used to the motion again, get into it, then get stronger, right? It's breaking down the exercise in order to do it at a harder level. Yeah, yeah, I I, I see, I can see that. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, like sit-ups, you could do crunches, push-ups, you could do the ones with the knees, you know, you can always break it down from the, like, the base of it, and then you can break it down even more to something a lot more simple that's uh, more, I want to say, digestible to someone that maybe, maybe isn't, you know, as physically fit as other people that can do it, right? Yeah, and that's the goal. Like, a lot of times people are going to ask for specifics, right? Like, well, what exact exercise should should I be doing? And the answer is, well... I don't know because that's you, right? What is your goals? What are you looking for? What, right? It's a very personal thing. That's another thing I enjoy about training, by the way. It's very personal. Everybody has their own different approach on everything, right? And so for me to properly um, tell you what you should be doing, first you have to look at what you want to be doing. Then you have to be looking at how you want to be doing it, right? And if those things are too hard, then break it down into easier ways of doing it, right? If you can't run, start with walking. Now, I'm more than sure you can run. It was just first thing off the top of my head. I'm more than sure everybody can run. But you get the gist, right? If you can't run, walk. Yeah, I I think it's... I, I think Vic really uh, could do... I, I think it's doing a lot in terms of uh, trying to get kids to exercise more. But I definitely think... Uh, Vic as a whole could step up uh, not its exercise program but just try and get kids to get more interested in it you know because you never really yeah you never really hear about um, like physical education as much as other sports like I know cheerleading is big at, uh, big at Vic and you know it's because yeah. you know they're doing really well but I also want to hear about oh you know we have we still have space in gym class or something to you know try and get more people sure. in that right um, yeah, and I think just in sports in general at any school, I mean, it's hard to motivate people who don't aren't interested in it at all. So you have to you have to like find the absolute best things about it. You have to show the best things that it has. You know, it's it's hard for me to look at somebody who wants to get interested in just going to the gym and say, "Hey, you should try powerlifting," right? Because it's hard. It's a long process, and nothing happens overnight. Right? So it's hard to, to look at them and say, are you interested in 16 weeks of training really hard? Right, But like I said earlier, that's kind of where you, you weed out the couple the, the people who really are interested and the people who aren't. Right, And that's not to say that nobody should be doing, or not nobody, but that only people who are invested should be doing or should be working out. It's that there's other options for other people. Right, Some people like CrossFit. No matter how much of a joke there is in it, some people want to do CrossFit. Some people just want to do bodybuilding. Some people might look at powerlifting and say, that's really cool, right? There's a lot of different things for a lot of different, a lot of different people, right? Not that long ago, I was looking at Highland Games, right? Highland Games is more of a, it's a strength sport. What is Highland Games? Because uh, I don't even know what that is, I don't think. So, I don't exactly know how to describe it, but I can, I can literally describe the exercises in it. So, it's moving trees around. It's picking up rocks. It's throwing hammers. It's throwing rocks. It's it's very like, it's almost like an older version of strongman, if that makes sense. It sounds like right? manual it's, labor. It starts in Scotland. That's where it comes from. 
Um, and now it's kind of become a little bit more popular, but as you can tell, it's not extremely popular. You didn't know what it was. Um, but it, but it is, it's, it's a lot more novelty than it is super actual competitive competition, right? Cause the, the people who are competing in it are very competitive, but the Highland games are very, like they've been around for a very long time. It's been a Scottish thing for a very long time. And so it's, it's more looked at as a, as a traditional kind of thing versus a super hardcore strength sport, right? I mean, most Highland games have dancing competitions. They have um, running competitions, things like that. So it's, it's a little bit more uh, novelty than it is super, super legitimate. However, it is still legitimate. I, I need to preface that because somebody might go, it's an actual strength sport. It's really good. And it is. It, but it, it's definitely a lot of novelty as, as well. That's in, that's interesting because I know there's a lot of different places that you can try and get fit. CrossFit's one of them that you mentioned. And you said, it, did you say it was a joke? Yeah. In the fitness industry, CrossFit is extremely frowned upon by almost everyone. Is it like the so. sketchy casino in like, uh, is it like this, is it that one place in like a downtown neighborhood with like, Ooh, you know, we're, you know, we're cool. But that one guy that, you know, is that one store? We don't like that one. I'm trying to think of an analogy right now, but I can't. I was going to go with casinos, but in my mind, I was like, that seems wrong. Um, why is it frowned upon? Is it, is I, it I get like, what you're saying. Well, the, it's, it's not a bad idea because the idea of CrossFit is to make the, make you the fittest version of yourself. It sounds really good. And the idea is really good. However, if you watch CrossFit competitions, sometimes I have to say sometimes in order to not be offensive, um, it just looks like a bunch of people just playing around. So it, because they're doing completely useless exercises that I I can't find a purpose for sometimes, um, right? It's like boxing, right? Where it's very flashy, but it, it a lot of it's yeah. not real, right? Yeah. Or is that is that wrestling I'm thinking of? Maybe I'm going to get mixed up. No, I think, well, boxing is, is quite flashy as, as it is now, but boxing is still a very legitimate sport and very um, profitable. May I add? Um, oh yeah, They're, everyone's making a dime right now on a lot of sports stuff. It's kind of crazy to be honest. Yeah, I'm happy it's going that way though. I'm okay with more sports. However, I'm very much more like I like UFC. I like powerlifting. I like. I'm not a big like hockey guy. You know. <laughs> I I, you don't I, like I'm hockey, Canadian. and you live in Edmonton. What are you doing? <laughs> I'll still watch a hockey game, but it's not like I'll go out of my way to do it, you know? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. As long as you hate the Calgary Flames, uh, you know, Oh, that's absolutely. Fine. Okay, all right. Okay, I'm glad we're on the same page. Yes, I, don't, I don't even watch hockey, and I, and I hate them, you know? Anything Calgary, I will hate with a passion just because it's Calgary and not Edmonton. Oh, yeah. 100%. If I'm ever elected mayor of Edmonton, I will... Uh, Destroy... I will... Calgary? Oh yeah, no. I'll mil- I'll uh, create. I'll make Edmonton militarized, and then I'll go take over Calgary, and then I'll basically make it a second Edmonton. It'd be beautiful. Edmonton two. Edmonton two. It's perfect. Oh. Nice. Yeah. Or you could just make it uh, Edmonton or uh, Fort Edmonton Park. Just one big Fort Edmonton Park in mm. memorial to old Edmonton. Oh, I like that. I don't. I don't know why. I, I like history as well. 
I should say that. So History. most people would be like Fortimenton Park. Why Fortimenton Park? I just really like old stuff. <laughs> Honest, yeah, no, I, oh God. Oh man, I miss social studies in quarantine because social studies was my favorite subject, right? And uh, when I was in social studies, uh, when I had school, it was a lot more of, oh my God, I'm getting my mind blown from all these different concepts and ideas. And now that I'm at home, it, it's really taken a lot of the life out of social studies. I can't, you know, I just can't do it anymore sometimes, you know? Well, hey, think about it this way. We're make or history's happening right now. I mean, this is probably one of the biggest events of the past 50 years, I'll say, because you know, there was the Spanish flu and there was all that. So, but still, right, we're in the middle of history being made right now, right? And one day you can tell your kids, I was in the middle of a pandemic, right? I mean, yeah, like, so. I don't want to say it's cool, but it's kind of cool that you no. get to say that, you know? I'm, I'm looking at the bright side, okay? I'm looking at the glass half full versus half empty. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I get you. Like, uh, I know that I'm in the middle of a pandemic, but it's also like, you know what? This is going to happen no matter what I did, so I might as well try and enjoy it as much as I can, right? Fair enough. What are you doing during the pandemic? Are you playing a lot of video games, movies? What are you doing? It's, it's a very uh, boring schedule. It's, oh, I'll watch a TV show here, I'll do a couple push-ups here, I'll do a couple pull-ups there, I'll play a couple games with my friends, I'll... It's very boring. What games? Although I must say, I am doing quite a bit of research because there's nothing else to do. So, um, currently I'm playing Warzone because that's what all my friends are playing. <laughs> I've heard Warzone's good. I've seen it around. It's fun. However, it really copies a lot of other games. <laughs> oh... Yeah, it reminds me of basically every Battle Royale that's ever existed combined into one. Oh, man. Because yeah. no. I'm like, oh, look, that's an Apex thing. Oh, look, that's a Battlegrounds thing. Oh, look, that's a bit of a Fortnite thing. Yeah. Man, I, have you noticed how much the uh, Fortnite, not Fortnite, Battle Royale stuff kind of imploded? It was so huge, and now you barely see anything about it. Yeah, that was an interesting phase when everybody wanted battle royale games, and now everyone's kind of like, eh, "It's okay." We, yeah, we, it had a, it had its time. Fortnite it was still, very trendy. Yeah, yeah, Fortnite's still popular, but it's not at its peak. Where everywhere yeah. I looked, I was basically just, I was only seeing Fortnite. I remember when it when it first became hot, and I remember playing that with my friends at the time. But as soon as something else came out, it was like immediately delete the game. Because it just became cringy, and it had all this weird culture behind it, and it just became... It, it, it was just weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get you. I mean, I never... I don't... I kind of make it a thing that I never play a, a game that's popular, like, ever, while it's at its peak. Because I know that if I play it, and I like it, I might be influenced by everyone else saying how awesome it is. I'd rather play yeah. it, like, six months to a year later, after everyone's talked about it, so I can view it and go, oh... Yeah, this was a pretty good game. Or oh wow, it was overhyped. You know, for sure. I mean, I remember. I remember when Battlefield One first came out, and it had tons of hype behind it. And me and my best friend at the time played it like crazy. But now looking back at it, everyone was like, didn't have a lot of content, not yeah. a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> I like. I right? sorry. This is Battlefront or Battlefield. Battlefield. 
I liked Battlefield. I thought it was a really good game. When I, I got thought it was it. good too, but after its after its heyday, everyone was like, "Yeah, it kind of lacked content." <laughs> I think it had content. I just think a lot of it was kind of overshadowed by other games that came out around that time, right? Like they already yeah. like it wasn't even a year later. Battlefield Five came out, and yeah. and then uh, like. Uh, COD uh, Remastered and COD Modern Warfare 3 or something. I The newer... No, COD World War 2 and then COD... There's a COD Modern Warfare Remastered that came out like yeah. a little while later. Yeah, there were, there were a lot of good games that happened that year. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I got a little overshadowed. So I mean, However, Cyberpunk... It is gonna... not my favorite game. My favorite game will always be Assassin's Creed 2. That was some of the best memories I've ever had. You're, yeah. you're, you're one of the gosh darn Assassin's Creed fanboys. I see how it is. I None see. of the new stuff. The new stuff is terrible. Yeah. Okay, it's not bad. It's just, it's not how it used to be. It's just not the same, you know? No. Uh. And I was so sad when the movie came out because, like, you can tell that um, uh, Ubisoft was, like, trying to stick to their canon, I guess you could say, like their their style of, of, of script and stuff, but it just didn't really adapt to actual movie kind of scripts. It, it, it was just, it was, I was so happy, but at the same time, I was so sad. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, so many movies, when they turn them into, sorry, when so many video games, when they turn them, turn them into movies, they just fall so short, you know? Yep. I know the Witcher TV show is going really well, though, from what I've heard. I actually watched it. It's pretty good. I will say, though, there is some inconsistencies with production-wise, right? Like, um, the first episode is fantastic. And, and, I'm, and one thing I'm going to bring up is the CGI. The CGI in the first episode was great. But as you kind of get on throughout the show, it kind of starts lacking, and it becomes just adequate and, I, and I'm more than sure it was a budget issue where they were like yeah we only have this amount of time can you just finish it up really quick you know I'm more than sure it was one of those kind of scenarios so but it, but in general it was still it was still a good uh, TV show and I was very surprised by um, Henry Cavill because at first I was like him really and then I was like okay now I can get down with this so yeah did you, know, did you know that uh, CD Projekt Red is going to be releasing Cyberpunk soon have you heard about that? I heard about that. I heard about it when it first um, hit, I guess you could say, YouTube and stuff. Because yeah. everybody was hyped about it because of Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah. And oh, my God. I have to say, I was hyped too. I mean, come on. Um, it's Keanu Reeves. Um, but I haven't heard about it much after like the first hype week. Oh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't hear much about it then. When is it supposed to be releasing? I think it's going to be coming out next September, I want to say. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah. I it's coming out sooner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff is shutting down because of uh, yep. coronavirus right now. So, yeah. I th this is just what I think. A lot of video games don't want to seem seedy and sell their games now and then have a discount because people are so bored, right? Yeah. So, a lot of them are trying to push it off until later so that they don't seem like you know, like, shady guys, like, oh, I can buy her game now for, like, half its price, since, you know, you can. Yeah. 
So a lot of them are pushing it off. So I'm gonna. I'm curious to see when uh, quarantine ends because I don't think, I don't think uh, quarantine's gonna end until after summer. To be honest. Yeah, I'm more than sure it'll, it'll last at least a couple more months. I mean, the way we're looking at it now, like, sure, Canada's doing a better job, but that doesn't take away the actual numbers, right? Like, it's still a big problem, right? And there's still people who don't believe in it. There's people who think it's a conspiracy. There's people who think it's all fake, you know, and that's that's the problem. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so, so I don't know how you could call something like that fake and anti like have, how do we have antivirus people and flat earthers in this world, right? Yeah, I like for me it's so hard to talk to some people who are very like they believe in in I guess you could say the other side of things because I'm extremely like scientific about the things I enjoy, right? Um, and so when you talk to somebody who just completely dodges all science, like I'm just sitting there like baffled, like jaw to the ground. Just, I don't know how to talk to you. You know, (laughs) I'm used to, I'm used to science. I'm used to all these studies. I'm used to articles. Like what is happening? You know, (laughs) how do these people exist? We have access to all this technology and you know, some people don't believe it. And granted, you know, a lot of stuff can be, you know, fake on the internet, especially since there's so For much sure. information, but it, it's, it goes from, this is very niche information that not many people know about to this is common sense, you know? Yeah. And, and like one thing too, like I find, cause like, I'll be honest, I have maybe a friend or two who thinks this is all a conspiracy, but the thing I'm always like prefacing is it's like, well, look at what the information we have already you know like sure if you think it's a conspiracy whatever but the problem is still here we still have a we have a pandemic focus on the pandemic now and who cares about the conspiracy theories later you know like a little bit of prioritization should be uh kind of in there you know like yeah yeah you know your values right you know yeah we have uh, five more, five to four more minutes left on the podcast. Anything else that's on your mind right now that you want to talk about before we start wrapping some stuff up? Um, you got any questions? I'm down to answer whatever questions, man. Okay. Uh, let's take a look. All right. I'll. Uh, let's, I'll. Re- all right. All right. All right. <clears throat> Favorite game of all time. Assassin's Creed Two. Uh, when did you go to Vic? This could be Gosh. grade or year, by the way. Sorry. Grade seven. <laughs> I don't remember what year that was. <laughs> well, what was thirteen? Oh, god! That my... I went. God, sorry. I just realized I went to Vic in 2014 now, and I'm I'm feeling old. Uh, what was your last school? Vic. <laughs> no, before Vic, you fool. <laughs> that was my. That's the only. That's the no. Okay, I, I went to um, uh, Mount Royal. It's an elementary school. I've never Back heard of kindergarten that. all the way to grade six, and then it was just Vic. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. It, only two people in uh, my grade of the year um, went to Vic. Only two people from the school. So like, no one was like, "Oh yeah, Mount Royal," because there were two people. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I yeah. I, there's very few people that went to my old school, and I got to Vic. Yeah, so you're, you were one of those, like, what, what school did you go to? Yeah. Insert I, school. 
Uh, yeah, doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, never heard of it, you know? And it's like, well, what, yeah. what am I supposed to say, you know? Oh, man. Uh, another one. Uh, any people you still talk to from Vic? A couple people. <laughs> Just my close best friends, really. That's about it. That's one thing for sure, when, when school's over, you do lose contact with people. Oh. Not not everybody, but you do lose contact with people. Damn. <laughs> it's true. Because people move on, they get jobs, they get they go to other schools, they go to uh, university or college or things of that matter, so they have other priorities. What university are you hoping to go to, or do you plan on not going to university? See, every time the idea of university crosses my mind, I'm interested in it, but at the same time, Believe it or not, in the field of fitness, a lot of people don't have any certifications. Like most powerlifting coaches, which is what obviously I would prefer to be, the powerlifting coaches I've gone to generally don't have any certifications. They've just been in the game long enough to recognize things faster than anybody, right? Um, it's kind of it's, it seems a little shady, but in all honesty, um, sometimes the guy who doesn't have the certification is better. <laughs> which is weird, but it's true. It's not so much qualifications, it's more of just experience, right? You're out in the field more. Yes. Absolutely. The more experience you have, the more knowledge you are, right? I've met guys who are professional trainers who, when I ask, okay, how do you teach the deadlift? They give, like, two steps, and I'm like, what? I'm over here with, like, 30 things in my head, you know? So it's, it's, it's very much one of those things. Yeah, it, it's, God, there's a lot of, there's a lot of bullshit out there about a lot of exercise stuff, but a lot of the best people that I've learned from aren't people that, that just, you know, they look it up on the internet and then they find it. It's when they talk to people at gyms or they have mentors where they actually know what they're talking about. For sure. And like the one thing too is sometimes, like you said, like online stuff isn't always correct, right? I've been to a lot of gyms where I'm talking to people who who have been powerlifters for more years than I have, and I can outlift them. And it's not because of any, it's not because they have a knee problem or they don't get enough food or it's not because of that. It's just because they were fed the wrong information and they've just stuck with it throughout the years, right? It's simple things like that. So, and may I add the good places to get information are scientific studies, um, and not like blogs. I mean, like actual um, libraries of medicine, right? I go to the U.S. Uh, National Library of Medicine. It's a website um, that has a lot of stuff on there that can tell you what to look for, what the actual data is, and how to um, put it into your daily life, right? However, the search engine on it is terrible. I have to word things extremely weird, like auto regulation good question mark or something it's very weird but it's still a good it's the best place to go because you're getting information from actual scientists who are actually performing um real studies it's not people like bro people dude just do a bunch of curls with heavyweight no it's 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 a lot more practical and scientific i'll have to look that up then actually because i'm doing uh gym stuff at home and i'm trying to work on some workouts right now as well mm-hmm. and and i would also say to um don't just take 
the best information, take the worst information, take the middle information, just learn it all. So you have to kind of work around it, find better ways that work for those other people. You, you, it, it's all about making it um, the best for you personally, right? Not just the best um, subjectively. So. All right, that's about the end of the podcast. And at the end of most podcasts, we have an outro where you basically start trying to hum a tune or something as an outro because I can't afford one and I don't want to hire anyone. <sighs> oh yeah, I I know, I know it's so hard. I tried it last episode. I couldn't. Okay, okay. I'll tell you what. Tell you what. Tell you what. Tell you what. I will. I will. I, I'll count you in. Okay. I'll do. I'll do like a beat, and then you have to try and just add some words to it. Okay. You don't even, or you could just end the call right now, and then I will edit in a random portion of the talk, and I will make it sound like a song. Mm, I'm trying to think of a good quote. I'm trying to think of something Ron Swanson would say, because that's currently the show I'm watching. Right, Parks and Rec. Rec. It's a great show. Actually, there we go. I'll just say that. Watch Parks and Rec. It's a great show to watch during quarantine. All right, I will somehow edit that into a song. Hey guys, uh, it is 11.15 at night. I've been editing the podcast for a bit, and I realize now um, I suck at making music, so enjoy a terrible, no-good sound effect that I will dub (laughs) over what I should have put more work into. You're welcome. Watch Parks and Rec. It's a great show to watch during quarantine. All right, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. I am glad. I'm happy I could be of service. If you were a real Ron Swanson fan, you would refer to me by another name and then end the call, just like Ron Swanson, because he would he would miss he would he would always call someone else by another name if they became too oh, chummy, right? Oh yeah, I remember what you're talking about now. I got yeah, you. Yeah. I thought you were literally meant like there was a name I got to refer to you by, and I'm like. Oh, gosh. And then oh, no, no, no. Just, oh, yeah, no, he just refers to people as different names. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so this is how it's going to go, okay? I'm going to say, oh, it's been so great to have you. Um, oh, my God, it's been so awesome. Thank you so much. And then you're going to respond with something like, You're welcome. 